0: Serious!
1: Yeah, why so serious? We're just talking about murder today. And today's lucky contestant is Kenneth Bianchi. Now, there is another player in the game, but he'll come in later. So let's just start off with old Kenny boy. So, Kenneth... Alicio Bianchi was born on May 22nd, 1951 in Rochester, New York. Bianchi's mother was an alcoholic sex worker.
0: I need $50 to make
1: you holler. I get paid due to the wild thing. And his father, who was unknown, is suspected to have been one of the Johns.
0: Mothers we wish had had medical plans that included abortion.
1: So, Bianchi was given up for adoption two weeks after birth, having been left with neighbor after neighbor by his birth mother.
0: Oh, what a sweet child. Fuck you. In August of
1: 1951, Bianchi was adopted by Nicholas Bianchi and his wife, Frances Chialono Bianchi.
0: We are the embarrassed parents of a cross-eyed little nitwit.
1: Bianchi was to be their only child and his mother fawned and fussed over him to a fault taking him to doctor after doctor for various things from urinary problems to fits of anger.
0: Goose
1: from a young age Bianchi was a bad seed. He had a love-hate relationship with women early on and Bianchi's mother claimed he was a compulsive liar from the moment he could talk. I can't lie. When Bianchi was five years old, he was diagnosed with petite mal seizures after being brought to the doctor because his mother was concerned with his catatonic daydreams. Due to Bianchi's urinary issues, he was ridiculed by other students often, which caused him endless humiliation. You ain't cool unless you pee your pants. When Bianchi was 10, he was diagnosed with passive-aggressive disorder due to his fits of anger. And despite his IQ of 116, Bianchi moved schools twice because of his inability to get along with his teachers and lackluster performance. Bianchi's mother claimed he was lazy, and his teachers complained he was not working to his full potential.
0: Bueller, Bueller, Bueller.
1: Bianchi's father died in 1964, which caused Bianchi's mother to have to go to work while Bianchi was in school. Bianchi refused to cry or show any signs of emotion related to the death. Now, beyond this, there isn't much known about Bianchi's early life. It is known Bianchi graduated from Gates Chili High School in 1970 and married his high school sweetheart, Brenda Beck, in 1971, but the marriage would last only eight months due to the philandering ways of Bianchi.
0: This guy is fucking stupid! In
1: 1971, and lasting until 1973... A series of unsolved child murders occurred in Rochester, New York, dubbed the Alphabet Murders due to the fact all three victims, first and last names, began with the same letter. Carmen Cologne, Wanda Wolkowski, and Michelle Mienza were all raped and murdered by manual or ligature strangulation. All three victims were disposed of near Rochester in a town beginning with the same letter as their name a b c d e f g carmen cologne was 10 years old when she disappeared on november 16th 1971 at four twenty p.m on her way home from running an errand to the pharmacy for her grandmother they're
0: carmen, going to take you
1: carmen was observed getting into a car parked outside the pharmacy after learning the prescription she had been sent to obtain was not yet processed. Carmen was reported missing to Rochester police at about 7.50 p.m. Why
0: do so many people need help?
1: Approximately 50 minutes after her abduction, multiple motorists observed a child naked from the waist down running from a rapidly reversing dark-colored Ford Pinto on I-490. The child was frantically waving her arms in an attempt to flag down motorists for help. One motorist saw the girl being submissively led back to the car by her abductor. Carmen's nude body was found two days later by two teenagers in a gully not far from I-490 near the town of Churchville, New York. Churchville is approximately 12 miles from where Carmen was last seen pleading for help from motorists. Carmen's pants were found two weeks later near the service road where she was seen pleading for someone to stop and save her. Help me! During Carmen's autopsy, it was discovered in addition to being raped, she had a skull fracture and vertebral fracture which occurred before she was strangled. Chillingly, her body was extensively scratched by fingernails.
0: There's no excuse for running around looking like a freshly circumcised dick.
1: The public was outraged when they learned of Carmen's death and the fact that scores of motorists saw her attempting to flee from her abductor, yet did nothing to offer aid to the little girl. A reward exceeding $6,000 was offered for information leading to the arrest and conviction of her murderer. But by December 21st, 1971, only three investigators were left working the case full time and all the suspects had been cleared.
0: Get some fucking cash together.
1: In early 1972, five large billboards located along major Rochester Expressways were donated for a month by the managing company asking the question, who killed Carmen Cologne?" Although there were several new leads from this effort, none of these leads would pan out. At about 5 p.m. on April 2, 1973, 11-year-old Wanda Walkowski or excuse me Walkowitz disappeared from the east side of Rochester while on her way home from a deli to which she was sent to pick up groceries. The deli owner said Wanda purchased the groceries at 5:15 before walking down Conkey Avenue. Wanda's mother called police to report her daughter missing at 8 p.m. This kid leaves here, he ain't coming back. Police immediately dispatched almost 50 detectives who searched several square miles of terrain around the Delhi, her home, and the Genesee River, where she was known to play. Despite all their efforts, sadly, they were unable to locate Wanda. Several people reported seeing her as she struggled to carry the sack of groceries. A brown vehicle was seen driving past her as she rested the brown paper sack on a fence to get a better grip.
0: As long as your hands are free, reach over here and fondle my balls.
1: Wanda's fully clothed body was discovered at 10.15 a.m. the next morning, having obviously been redressed. Wanda was found approximately seven miles from Rochester in Webster, New York. The position of her body indicated she had been thrown from a moving vehicle. Wanda's autopsy revealed she had been raped and strangled with a ligature from behind, most likely a belt. Wanda also had defensive wounds, indicating she fought like hell with her abductor.
0: I'd just like to take them out deep into the forest and disembowel them with a wooden cooking spoon.
1: The autopsy also recovered semen and pubic hair from her body. Several strands of white cat fur were found on her clothes, despite the family not owning a pet with fur of that color. In an effort to catch and convict Wanda's killer, tip lines were set up to facilitate leads while allowing people to stay anonymous. A $10,000 reward was established for information leading to the arrest and conviction of the monster that had done this to her.
0: Don't tell me to leave my name and number. Somehow, I figured that out.
1: These efforts yielded an eyewitness that reported to police that Wanda was seen conversating with the driver of a large brown vehicle through the passenger side window on the day in question. This sighting was two-tenths of a mile from Wanda's home and another eyewitness said Wanda was seen being forced into a light-colored Dodge Dart on Conkey Avenue around 5.30 or 6 p.m. the evening she disappeared. These stories conflict, however, because of color and size of the car in the reports. As a broadcast... Or excuse me, a broadcast of the recreation of Wanda's abduction and body recovery was broadcast on October 21st, 1973, which garnered over 200 calls answering the appeal for witnesses. Alas, none of the leads gained were useful, so the case joined Carmen Colon's on a cold case shelf in Rochester, PD.
0: When are the media going to realize no one's interested?
1: On the evening of November twenty sixth, nineteen seventy three, eleven year old Michelle Mianza was reported missing by her mother after she failed to return home from school. Michelle was last seen by her classmates at approximately 3.20 p.m. as she walked to a shopping plaza to retrieve a purse her mother had forgotten earlier at a store in a strip mall not far from the school. At about 3.50, Michelle was observed in the passenger seat of a beige or tan vehicle traveling at a high rate of speed, and she was crying. Well, she's been picked up so many times, she's starting to grow handles. At 5.30 on November 26, Michelle was seen being held by the wrist by what can only be speculated to be her abductor as he looked at what appeared to be a flat tire on his vehicle. When a good Samaritan stopped to attempt to render assistance, the abductor attempted to hide her behind him and hide from view his license plate to the helpful motorist.
0: Hi, can I help you? No, thanks. It's just flooded. I'll be okay. Okay.
1: The motorist who reported having seen the two claimed that he received such a menacing look from the abductor that he felt compelled to drive away before offering assistance. Can you imagine how terrifying it must have been to think someone was going to save you from this monster only to watch your would-be rescuer drive away? Heartbreaking.
0: Suddenly I'm depressed.
1: Michelle's fully clothed body was discovered two days later on the morning of November 28, 1973, in a ditch in the town of Macedon, which is 15 miles from Rochester. Michelle's autopsy revealed that she had been raped and strangled with a ligature, most likely a thin rope. Michelle's body had extensive blunt force trauma as well as numerous strands of white cat fur and leaf samples clutched in her hands, matching foliage related to the area where her body had been found. It is believed she was killed in or near the area in which her body was found due to this fact.
0: No shit.
1: Semen samples on her body and underwear and a partial palm print on her neck were found, leading investigators to surmise she was raped by only one person.
0: Hey, she was asking for it.
1: Michelle's stomach contents, which consisted of a burger and onions, revealed she had eaten within an hour of her abduction and collaborated sightings of her in the company of her abductor in the town of Penfield at 4.30, as well as along Route 350 about an hour later. It was reported to the media that... The Wanda Walkow- Walkowitz and Michelle Manza crime scenes were an exact duplicate of one another. All three victims were laid to rest in Holy Sepulchre Cemetery in Rochester, New York. A composite drawing of the suspect in all three murders was released to the media but garnered no new leads.
0: News about people you can barely fucking remember.
1: Although over 800 suspects were interviewed, all were cleared and the cases went cold once again. It is suspected the murderer may have been employed by or had knowledge of the practices of the Social Service Department as all three girls came from poor Catholic families. Investigators feel it's unlikely that the murderer selected his victims due to the double letter significance of their names. I disagree with that. Based on not only the fact that their first and last names begin with the same letter, but also that the towns in which they were dumped had the same letter. That's not an accident, folks. There are no coincidences in life.
0: Coincidence? I think not!
1: Now, four major suspects were highlighted in the investigations of the three girls' murders. Miguel Colon, the uncle of Carmen Cologne, who police strongly believe was guilty of her murder despite no physical evidence. It is worth noting Carmen's grandparents noted she had begun having violent nightmares in which she would fall out of bed in the months leading up to her abduction. This is often a classic sign of childhood sexual abuse cologne took his own life in 1991 after an altercation with his wife in which he shot her and his brother before he fled to puerto rico just four days after carmen's murder cologne told a friend that he had to leave the country because he had quote done something wrong in rochester yeah, I gave away I believe he may have been responsible for Carmen's death because despite the similarities to the other two murders, it doesn't fit into line with the suspect's vehicle description and appearance of the abductors related to the other girls. The other two sus- there were other t- two other suspects, Dennis Tremini and Joseph Nasso, who were cleared of suspicion when their DNA did not match the semen found on Wanda Walkowitz's body. There was no viable DNA evidence for Carmen or Michelle's bodies that still existed by 2007 when the testing was conducted to compare the men's DNA against the semen and hair found on the bodies when discovered.
0: No 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 no.
1: The fourth suspect is Kenneth Bianchi. He has never been officially cleared of suspicion in the cases of Carmen, Wanda, and Michelle, despite many attempts to have investigators do so. Bianchi vehemently denies any involvement in the murders and has never been formally charged, despite his uncanny resemblance to the composite sketch and owning a car that matched the make, model, and color of the one seen near one of the abduction sites. If it looks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, if it waddles like a duck, if it swims like a duck, if it walks like a duck, if it has feathers like a duck, it's
0: probably a duck.
1: It's worth noting, he worked at locations close to the first two murder scenes as an ice cream man, and lived in Rochester at the time of the murders. He relocated to Los Angeles in January of 1976, where he, along with his cousin, murdered 10 girls between 1977 and 1978. Bianchi and his cousin would come to be known as the Hillside Stranglers.
0: He got a heart on, he got horny, he lost control, he went out of his mind.
1: Bianchi dreamt of being a cop, but he failed his entry exam for the sheriff's office in Monroe County. Bianchi decided to go to college to study criminal justice, but dropped out after only one semester. Undeterred in his goal, Bianchi took a job as a security guard at a a jewelry store, which easily facilitated his petty theft habit. The jewelry he stole was given to girlfriends or sex workers to buy their loyalty. Bianchi was also on the move due to this habit, and as such, relocated to Los Angeles, where he started spending significant time with his older cousin, Angelo Bono. Bono, who was 17 years Bianchi Sr., was the nephew of Bianchi's adoptive mother. Bono charmed Bianchi with his fancy clothes, jewelry, and talent for getting any woman he wanted and putting them in their place.
0: It's my way or the highway.
1: Bianchi took a job at the California Land Title Company as a guard and soon began a relationship with a woman named Kelly Boyd, who worked there as well. Shortly after the two started dating, they moved in together, and in June of 1977, Kelly became pregnant with his child. Bianchi proposed marriage, but Kelly declined his offer, which caused Bianchi to become morose. Bianchi began staying out all night with Bono and lying to Kelly about his activities during that time.
0: I can do it I will, bitch!
1: On February 23rd, 1978, Kelly gave birth to their son, who they named Ryan, and in March of 1978, having grown tired of Bianchi's duplicity and being in L.A., she moved her son and herself to Bellingham, Washington, which is located near the border of British Columbia, Vancouver, British Columbia. During that time, Bianchi was burning the candle at both ends with Kelly. He and his cousin, Bono, began pimping out two women Bono had been holding as virtual hostages. When those women escaped, the pair decided to search for them and hatched a plan when they couldn't find them. I've got a plan. The plan was simple. The two men would drive around in Bono's car, a former LAPD squad car, that was purchased at auction and had been outfitted with a roof light that mimicked a real police car. As a side note, the use of this vehicle would prompt a change in the law in California of how former police vehicles were prepared, graphics, and equipment removal. Bianchi and Bono selected victims between the ages of 12 and 28. It's unclear as to the exact ruse used to lure these women into the car other than claiming to be cops arresting them for some unknown crime. Put your hands up. It is, however, known that they started with prostitutes and progressed to middle-class women and girls. The men would flash their fake badges and order the women into the car. Once in the car, the women were driven to Bono's house, where the pair would torture, rape, and kill them. After murdering their victims, they would clean the bodies of any evidence and dump the body.
0: Well, that's about enough light for me for one day.
1: The list of the ten victims murdered by Bianchi and Bono are as follows. On October 17, 1977, Bianchi and Bono, while looking for the girls that had escaped, encountered one of their friends, who was also a sex worker, 19-year-old Yolanda Washington. When Le- Yolanda's body was found, she was naked and had rope marks around her neck, ankles, and wrists. Lon- Yolanda had been raped and strangled before being dumped.
0: You should never uh, rape anyone, um, unless you have a reason.
1: The next girl to fall victim to Bianchi and Bono was fifteen-year-old Judith Lynn Miller, who was murdered on October 31st, nineteen seventy seven. Judith's body was found face up and naked on a parkway with the same ligature marks around her neck, wrists, and ankles. Judith had been repeatedly raped and sodomized before being strangled to death.
0: This is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass!
1: Lisa Caston, twenty-one, was their third victim. And after being brutally raped, she was strangled and dumped near a country club. Lisa's body was found naked with ligature marks around her neck, wrists, and ankles. The body of Jane King, 28, the oldest known victim, was found on November 9, 1977, but due to the advanced state of decomposition, it was difficult to determine if she was raped or tortured, but I think we all know she must have been based on the M.O. or modus operandi of these two. Jane had been strangled, that was clear. Both Dolly Zepeda, 12, the pair's youngest victim,
0: I give a shit how old she is. Does she have any tits yet?
1: and Sonia Johnson, 14, were found on November thirteenth, 1977 in a trash heap, having both been raped and strangled to death. In this instance, despite the decomposition, it was possible to determine this. On November twentieth, 1977, 20-year-old Christina Weckler became the next victim of these two depraved men. Christina's body was found naked on a hillside by some hikers. She had been sodomized, her breasts were bruised, and she had ligature marks on her neck, wrists, and ankles. In addition, this time, Bianchi and Bono had injected Windex into her arm, evident by the two puncture marks that were visible. Any ailment, from psoriasis to poison ivy, could be cured with Windex. As is evident by the next victim's injuries, the pair were escalating their sadism. On November 28, 1977, 18-year-old Lauren Wagner was strangled to death, and in an attempt to electrocute her, live wires had been placed in each of her hands, and the power to those wires turned on, causing burns. Bianchi and Bono took turns raping and torturing her, strangling, then reviving her, until finally killing her. Kimberly Martin, 17, would be the next victim to be found. On December 13, 1977, the naked body of Kimberly was found at the end of Alvarado Boulevard. She had been raped and tortured before being strangled to death. The pair waited an astonishing two months before killing Cindy Lee Hudspeth on February 6th, 1978. Cindy's body was found in the trunk of her car, which had been pushed off a cliff. As with all their victims, Cindy had been raped, tortured, and strangled to death. Ligature marks were found on her neck, wrists, and ankles, helped to confirm this, and it is reported she was killed and then put in the trunk and the car pushed off the cliff most of the victims were dumped in the glendale highland park hillsides garnering the pair the moniker the hillside stranglers bianchi was so brazen during the time of the murders he even applied to the lapd and did some ride-alongs looking for the hillside strangler
0: one out of 12
1: bianchi admitted to Bono after the pair had botched what would have been their 11th murder that he had been riding along with the LAPD and had been questioned about the hillside murderers. Bono, at hearing this, flew into a rage and threatened to kill Bianchi if he didn't flee to Bellingham, Washington. In May of 1978, Bianchi did just that and was reunited with Kelly Boyd and their son. Now, these next two victims were killed by... (coughs) Bianchi alone, with no involvement from Bono, as they were committed in Washington State. On January 11th, 1979, Bianchi lured 22-year-old Karen Mandick and 27-year-old Diane Wilder into a house he was guarding. Bianchi used the ruse that he needed the girls to watch the house while the security system was being repaired. At the same time, both girls were students at Washington, Western Washington State University.
0: Will you do me a favor?
1: Bianchi forced Karen down to the basement of the house and strangled her to death. Den did the same to Diane. Bianchi was sloppy, however, and left clues at the scene in addition to the note left at the girl's dorm with his name on it regarding where and who the girls were meeting with. Bianchi was apprehended the next day. After a routine background check and confirmation of his identity, Bianchi was linked to the two girls and the address of two of the Hillside Strangler victims, as well as jewelry belonging to other victims of the Strangler. Shortly after his arrest, Bianchi admitted in 1977 he and Bono, whom he implicated at the time of his arrest, had, while posing as police officers, pulled over a young woman named Catherine Lohr. The pair had intended to abduct, rape, and kill her, but when they learned she was the daughter of actor Peter Lohr, of Maltese Falcon and Casablanca fame, they had let her go. He's looking at you, kid. It was not until the pair were arrested that Catherine learned how close to death she had come. In exchange for avoiding the death penalty in Washington and California, Bianchi agreed to plead guilty to the murders of the two coeds as well as five of the L.A. murders and to testify against Bono. During his trial, Bianchi pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity citing DID, or dissociative identity disorder. One of the personalities... (coughs) he claimed to have was named steve walker who happened to be a student whom bianchi had attempted to steal the identity of to fraudulently practice psychology bianchi claimed steve had committed the murders when challenged by a police psychologist that multiple personality disorder or dissociative identity disorder tend to involve more than one additional personality bianchi rapidly created another one named billy one two five freezer Three. Bianchi doubled down on his claim of insanity when the psychiatrist who was evaluating him pretended to let Bianchi's lawyer into the room. Bianchi acted as if he were shaking his lawyer's hand and interacting with him. Upon Bianchi's actual lawyer entering the room, Bianchi claimed the imaginary lawyer had vanished and he became visibly flustered. After Bianchi's claims were subjected to scrutiny and his cache of books on modern psychology discovered in his house, he admitted he faked the disorder to avoid being prosecuted. Bianchi eventually pled guilty to avoid the death penalty in Washington and was later diagnosed with antisocial, antisociality, let me try that one more time, y'all, diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder and sexual sadism. (laughs) Bianchi, in an attempt to receive a reduced sentence, agreed to testify against his cousin, Angelo Bono. The testimony given by Bianchi was said to have been self-contradictory and uncooperative in an attempt to avert a conviction of Bono.
0: Ah! He's full of shit!
1: This ultimately proved unsuccessful, and Bono was given a life sentence without the possibility of parole. Bianchi was given a life sentence with the possibility of parole. In 1980, Bianchi began a relationship with a pen pal named Veronica Lynn Compton, who was 24. Compton was an amateur playwright who asked Bianchi to read her screenplay about a female serial killer. The plot for the play gave Bianchi an idea. He would make it look like they had the wrong guy. On September 16th, Bianchi gave Compton back a book she had lent him with a semen sample concealed inside a latex glove in the spine of the book. The plan was to have Compton fly to Bellingham, strangle a girl with a length of clothesline, and leave the semen smeared on the victim to make the police think the hillside strangler was still at large.
0: I love this plan! I'm excited to be a part of it! Let's do it!
1: On September 19, 1980, Compton flew to Bellingham, where she met and befriended Kim Breed, who was 26. Compton lured Kim back to her hotel with the promise of cocaine. Once there... Compton tried to strangle her. After two unsuccessful attempts to strangle her, Kim was able to overpower Compton and escape. Mother. bucket. On October 2nd, 1980, Compton was arrested and charged with attempted first degree murder. Compton's trial began on March 9, 1981, at which time she claimed the incident had been a publicity stunt to promote her screenplay, The Mutilated Cutter, and that Kim had been in on it. Kim Breed vehemently denied this claim, contesting that Compton had set her up and tried to kill her.
0: Liar, liar, pants on fire, hangin' from a telephone wire, squirming, squirming, pants are burning when I lie, my hips start turning.
1: The jury took just three hours to find Compton guilty of the first-degree attempted murder with special circumstances because she had used a deadly weapon, the rope, which carries a mandatory minimum of five years. On May twenty second, 1981, Compton was sentenced to death with the possibility of parole. I'm sorry, sentenced to life with the possibility of parole due to the viciousness of the attack.
0: Oh, my.
1: The trial for Bono began in November of 1981 and lasted until November of 1983, when he was found guilty on nine counts of murder and sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. Bono's case heavily relied on the testimony of Bianchi, his accomplice and cousin. Bono died of a heart attack in September of 2002 at the age of 67, while incarcerated at Calipatria State Prison in Calipatria, California. Hear that, Elizabeth I'm coming to join you. Honey. In August of 2010, Bianchi was denied parole by the California Parole board in Sacramento. Bianchi is currently incarcerated in Walla Walla, Washington, at Washington State Penitentiary. Bianchi will be eligible again for parole in 2059. He'll be 108 years old. Should he be paroled, Bianchi will be remanded to the state of California to serve life sentences for five counts of murder and conspiracy to commit murder. And that's Kenneth Bianchi, folks, the Hillside Strangler.